welcome you in to the Small Ball Podcast alongside Christian Dennis and our great producer, Matt Cogne. I'm Scott Ayers. Trevor Mikulin is out, and that leads us... Christian's already shaking his head. Christian's... Yeah. It's like the eighth episode in a row that Trevor hasn't been able to to make a make a Monday or a, or a show. Yeah, apparently... Trevor has different priorities. Um, other than small ball. Other than small ball. Um, Sad. We have a reoccurring thing on all of our calendars that we record Monday nights. And there's been multiple occasions where he either is busy, he made other plans. Seeing a girl. Seeing a girl. <sighs> hanging out with the homies. I thought we were his homies. I, yeah. The small ball are his homies. And instead, do you know where he is? Guess where he is, Matt? What, Ogden, Utah? He's in Utah. Wait, is he really? Yes. No, he's not. No, he's not. Oh, is it California? Yeah, he's in Tahoe. Like Tahoe. (laughs) (laughs) This whole time I thought he was in Utah. (laughs) That is really funny. Did you know where where Tahoe was? No. Were you thinking of the other Lake Tahoe? I was. Mm. That is in Utah, is it not? No, it's in Nevada. Frick. On the border of California, yeah. Nevada. Lake Lake Tahoe is, is literally on the border of California and Nevada. Oh, so oh gosh, this is embarrassing. Big geography guy, I see. Yeah, not not for Lake Tahoe <laughs> this whole time. Wow, I'm going to be looking up lakes after this. I'm like, what lake was I thinking that he was at? So he's in he's in California, not Utah. Yeah, or he could be in Nevada, technically. Right. We, we don't know what side of the lake Yeah, we don't on. know. Oh, but he probably flew into California. Assuming so, yeah. 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 That would make a lot more sense. Okay, so Trevor's in California. Or Nevada. At, yep. Or Nevada. Not Utah. Nope. nope. No chance. That's Not a horrible hor- no Um, And he is, yeah, he's out of the picture. So, with that being said, Christian, we were talking. Mm-hmm. We might have to start, um, might have to start taking applications for the Small Ball Podcast. Yeah, so if you're a basketball fan and, and love supporting a, a small market team. Like me. Like Matt. Like Matt. We are looking for another host to join um, our our podcast here. Um, we're looking for someone who's committed. Mm. Yeah. Someone Anything who else? wants to be here. Yeah, any other requirements? Um, like, do they need to be a Kings fan? No, preferably no, no, no. not a Kings fan Please, or a no. Nuggets fan because we have those two covered. Or OKC, or OKC. Or OKC. Yeah. So if you're not a fan of those three teams and it's a small market team, submit us an application. We we might take. We'll you. start looking through them. Um, don't need to know geography on the show. Nope. Um, or basketball. Or really basketball. You know, I Matt. I know. You know, but you not know, me. I love basketball. You love basketball, yeah. but um, yeah. So. And obviously, if Trevor figures it out, you know, this is more of like, you know, usually when you go into HR and you get written up, it's usually held in privacy. Mm. This is more of a like a public scolding. Like, hey, stop going to California slash Nevada and help record the small ball right. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's our crutch right now. This is the reason why we're not taking off. Yeah. I was saying that. I was like, why aren't we getting sponsorships? Yeah. Let me tell you that LaCroix. Yeah. That was not free. <laughs> This was not free. We had no. to pay for that. To pay for that. It's because they want consistency. They want someone that they can rely on every Monday night to record a podcast. 
that's all a good relationship needs is communication and consistency, you know? And we're not getting that. <laughs> we're not getting Trevor. that from them or LaCroix. Trevor's LaCroix, s- please just call us after this podcast. Trevor's just going to be in the middle of Utah. Yeah, he's he flew to Utah. It's a layover. Yeah. Listening to this show, wondering why he's taking an absolute stray to start. Um, but he knows why. He knows why. But speaking, you know, I keep saying Utah, but speaking of Utah, the Utah Jazz, 10th in the Western Conference. And... Christian, I'm kind of shocked that they're still in this position. They're tied with L.A. They have the tiebreaker right now with L.A. to be 10th. They've got OKC just right behind them. But honestly, they they made moves at the deadline. It's like they're selling. And yet here they are. They're still competitive, and they're still in that that last play-in spot with 20 games to play. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do with them. It's like one one part of me is like, let's go Utah, let's keep playing, let's keep fighting, Lori, just keep having your gear. And then another part of me is like, Utah, I need you guys to lose because I like the team that you guys have, and getting a, a high draft pick would look really nice for your your future here. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I just I also like the argument of you know Utah keep fighting and keep the Lakers out. Yep. Because if they keep winning, then the Lakers can't pass them. Uh, so there's just a lot of moving factors here. Like, what does Utah do? What's their direction? I And the hard thing is, too, you know, at this point in the lottery, they're not going to – they'd have to get lucky in the lottery to, to move up in the draft because right now they, they wouldn't be a top-five pick. And you can still find great talent outside the top five, but this, this feels like the draft where you want to have a top-three guy. Um, so for Utah, though, selfishly, I'd love for them to finish in the play-in to keep L.A. out. Um, selfishly, as a Nuggets fan, I'd love to see them finish eighth in the West. Um, but, yeah, truthfully, it, it almost makes sense to keep competing in games and maybe see some losses start to hit that that column um, because you're getting great experience for young guys. Laurie Markinum has proven that he can be, you know, the head of this team. How do you build a successful team around him? That will be the next question. Yeah, right now they're currently slated at 11th best odds uh, in the in the draft, which normally if you're those types of odds, you will be the 11th pick. And uh, just looking on Tankathon, the player that would go 11th is Grady Dick. Wow, from Kansas. So, hey, give him size, give him some shooting. It's like I, I imagine him being side by side with Markinen though, which would I guess one would be the three, one would be the four. Maybe Dick could play the two as well. Yeah, I mean, when when it comes to the NBA, shooting is such a a key there. So I mean, he would find himself on the court, and I think you know the uh, coach in Utah, who his name is escaping me right now, would figure it out because he's just such a a bright basketball mind. You know, Will Hardy. Will Hardy, yep. Will Hardy, you know, he's been with the Celtics. He's been with the Spurs. So he's had a lot of great mentors. And you're just seeing what he's doing in Utah now. And you're just... He's awesome. The What he's done to help elevate Laurie's game. You know, he he's gave Laurie the ball and said, go be that player you were this summer when you were playing for your national team. Go be the guy. And Laurie's just took a huge step. He has. And... He keeps Utah in a lot of games. Yep. It's not like Utah is just stumbling into wins. Like 
they are competitive with everyone. THT, whose career kind of felt dead, you know, these trades, these moves get made, Beasley, Vanderbilt are gone, and THT stepped up and started to play good basketball. It's he's done a really good job with the with the roster he has. Um you know, I think as a small market fan, I want to see them make the play in just because I don't think anyone expected them to do no. or have that kind of success. Um, so I, that would just be overall just, I think, a really fun basketball story. I, I would agree. And to kind of go more into like what happened this summer, kind of transitioning from, you know, Utah's team, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the Cavs here. Oh, because they made that big trade, and now the Cavs uh, with Donovan Mitchell are are playing really good basketball. Yeah, you know they are. They're currently the fourth seed um, in the East, and they're just at the time of this recording two and a half games behind the Seventy Sixers. And Scott, I want to know: Do you think that they can catch the Sixers to be the third seed, and do they want to? Mm. Well, at the time of recording right now, the Cavs are up one on the Boston Celtics wow. with about 25 seconds to go, so maybe that'll affect my answer. Um, if I'm the Cavs, I want to. And the reason why is the New York Knicks are currently slated at the five, the Nets at the six, and then you've got Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Washington. If I'm Cleveland... The Knicks are probably the last team I want to play right now because they are playing great basketball. Um, Julius Randle is a dog. Jalen Brunson is a dog. Thibodeau has it figured out right now in New York. Um, and they are, are just... I don't see the Knicks as a team that will win the East, but I see them as a team that will cause a lot of problem for top seeds in the East. Um, so if I'm Cleveland, I, I think you obviously want the three seed. To catch him, though, it's going to be – it's only two and a half games. Um, I have to check to see if they even have any more head-to-heads with Philly. But I don't know. They do actually have at least one more. Yeah, they have just one more game with Philly. I'm going to say they're not going to catch the Sixers. I think the Sixers are just too good right now and just the better team to, to catch the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers would definitely have to sit some players for the Cavs to try to catch them. Um, but this is just classic NBA script right now. Yeah. We got the potential first round of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks. When all summer, all you heard was Donovan to the Knicks. Knicks are you yes. Donovan, Donovan, Donovan. And it's like... They're going to meet in the first round, and Donovan Mitchell is going to go buck wild. Yeah. He's going to be running around dunking and shooting all over the Knicks, and it's going to put Knicks fans in even more misery. Ah, uh, <laughs> See, that's the thing, though, because I know you probably don't want to play the Knicks, but the satisfaction of beating the Knicks, if you're a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, would be at an all-time high. It would be similar to what Trey Young did to the Knicks a few right. years ago. Um, and Donovan Mitchell is that caliber of a player as, as Trey Young. I, I really do believe that. And the Cavs are a team, you know, there's not a team that they match up poorly with. They've no. got a really good backcourt. They've got a really good frontcourt. Um like, I, I could see them beating the Sixers in a seven-game series. 
Um, that's that's the kind of team that the Cavs have. So they might not pass them in the standings, but I could see them somewhere in the playoffs causing a lot of trouble for, for a team like Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, it, let's say they were to, to win that first round and just going with the higher seed here, we have the Bucks advancing as well to where they're meeting in the second round. With Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, <clears throat> that defensive, I guess, duo they have there, uh, and then matching up with you know Giannis and the Bucks, they could give the Bucks some trouble. Yeah. I mean that length. I agree. Um, you know how playoffs comes around, people you know game plan different, kind of building that like sort of barrier to stop Giannis. The Cavs have guys that could do it. Yep. You know, I, I like the Cavs a lot. I don't think it's their year. I think that um, they're clearly making great strides. I think there are a few pieces missing um, for them to make, like, a legit run and be contenders. But, yeah, no, I, I like the Cavs a lot. I don't think they expect anything this year, too. I, I really don't. I think they're just like, you know, let's let's get used to playing with each other. Let's get the system down and – uh, I think next year they hit it really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feeling. I, I think that they're very close, though. Like, oh, that's yeah. starting five. I, probably the small forward position is the one thing because yeah. Mobley, Allen, uh, Garland, and Mitchell, four names right there where you're like, dang, that's a really good backcourt. Oh, wow. That front court is really yeah. good. You know? So it's like. You don't even need a crazy good small forward, but maybe a, th- a really good 3 and D guy. Yeah, I mean, it, even their bench is pretty good, too, yeah. with Karis LeVert, Ricky Rubio, and, you know, you throw in some hustle plays from Seti Osman, you know. It's like, that's a, that's decent, decent bench there. But, yeah, kind of exciting to see, like, what the Cavs end up doing this year because they have the firepower to make some noise. Uh, and if not, then I'm expecting them to be pretty strong next year. Yeah, I they're they're laying that that foundation um especially with it being Donovan Mitchell's first year. I, you one of the consistent things really throughout the NBA, Kawhi's kind of the exception in Toronto is like having that consistency goes a really long way of guys like sticking with a team. The Warriors dynasty was because Clay, Draymond and Steph were there for years, right? They didn't just get drafted in the next year they were in a in the NBA Finals. It took time to build that. Um, really, the only time that doesn't happen is if it's like you build a super team, right? You bring in Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. Right. It, that's different, you know, but for teams who can't do that, for small market teams, it's all about building that foundation. Um, and then, okay, now we have that team chemistry. Let's go on and do something special. It's kind of like that quote from, like, Field of Dreams. Build it and they will come. Yeah. You know, if you build <laughs> that good team, that good culture, players are going to come. They're yeah. going to come and complete what you're trying to do and, and win championships. So. Yeah. No, that's that's poetic. And one thing that's been poetic is seeing the Minnesota Timberwolves have a little bit of success. They've won three straight games, went five and six in the month of February, which kind of <clears> – <throat> Helps resemble what they've done all year. It's been some good highs, some bad lows. Uh, I like the addition of Mike Conley. I think trading D'Angelo Russell was 
awesome. I, I, I just don't think he's the guy for what they're trying to do. Mike Conley is just a consistent guard. We've talked about some of this. Um, but, yeah, now they're, they're in this home stretch of trying to stay out of the play-in, and it's going to be really tight. But I think there's a lot of possibilities because Anthony Edwards is playing his best basketball right now. Yeah, he's playing incredible basketball. I mean, it's – this year, it's it's clear and obvious that, you know, he was an all-star. You know, him getting his first all-star bid was uh, very well-deserved. Um, and I, I like watching him play. Like, I don't – I can't think of a single player that is probably more liked in the NBA from, like, personality standpoint. Yeah. The dude's so funny. He's got a great interviews, uh, great basketball player. It's – it's his team. And, you know, whether that's a decision they need to make in the offseason, we haven't seen them really with Cat and Gobert. Um, I would imagine they try to, you know, work it out this upcoming year. Uh, but at what, at, at what point do you start to question, like, is it time to move mm-hmm. on from Cat? Yeah, and I, I feel like they've seen enough in terms of – whether they think Cat will help improve this team or if trading for Cat for, like, players, prospects, or picks is a better move. Um, just because if you, you have to build around Anthony Edwards. You cannot build around Cat. You have to build around Anthony Edwards. He's more reliable. He's a more potent scorer. Um, and he has a higher ceiling at this point. Oh, I think yeah. in 2017 or 2018 – the thought is, wow, the cat is probably going to be a top three center in the NBA. And I don't really know if anyone thinks that right now. Not saying he can't get back to that, but he'll, he will never be top two for the rest of his career. Um, he doesn't have a chance. And so it's like Anthony Edwards has a, has a chance to be a, like a top three shooting guard in the NBA. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's nuts, dude. I, I feel like... Cat, you know, one thing that he really brings is he's an excellent shooter. Yes, he is. And so yeah. when you have Rudy Gobert on the court, having a guy who is such a tremendous shooter is very helpful for the flow of the offense. You know, when you're doing Mike Conley pick and rolls with Rudy Gobert and Cat's just out there in the corner. You can't three, sag off. Like, you, you, you got to stay tight with him. So that's where like a, an element provides, but defensively, I I have those questions still because, you know, you see you watch a, a Wolves game and you just see Gobert get so mad because he he's does. playing good defense, but someone else on his team is breaking down, and then that's when an open shot, uh, you know, happens. It, it, it's clear, like it's clear. Gobert is so passionate on defense, and I understand people are like this was a really bad trade. Blah blah blah. It's it's year one. Like it takes time. Like we were saying, defensively though, you can see why they made that move because he's he's so aware. He does such a good job. Yeah, and it, it's a bummer because when something breaks down on defense and the Wolves get scored on, everybody immediately points to Gobert. It's yeah. Like you're supposed to be the defensive guy. Like. Why didn't you stop them? It's like, he's playing awesome defense. It's his team that's not helping him out. It's, yeah, that that is such a dumb NBA Twitter thought process, too. Or it's like the quickest guard in the universe on a pick and roll. And it's like, oh, wow, Gobert couldn't keep up with that guy. It's like, what do you want him to do? Like, he's he just guarded 
for 20 seconds, he got caught in a pick and roll. Like it, it's, it's just kind of, yeah, that's a, that's a dumb talking point that you see online a lot, but I think, yeah, kind of like I said, this is where, is it like, well, maybe Kyle Anderson's played well enough. Is he going to good enough to play the four? I don't know. Uh, I think that's when Cat gets healthy, play some games and see what's going on. The problem is, if he gets healthy, he's going to be thrown right into the playoff mix. And it's like, okay. I could literally throw off their, their rhythm, Completely. their mojo. You know, you know, if you've been playing a certain way most of the year, and then this guy comes in to go play a bigger role... That could easily throw a team off. Oh, I mean, the Clippers, they get Russell Westbrook, make him a starter, they lose, what, four straight, five straight before five winning straight. one? Um, and it's like, okay, Cat, you've got three games, and then we're actually flying to Sacramento, or we're flying to Memphis, or we're flying to Phoenix, and we've got to play a playoff series. That's a lot to ask for. Um, even if it's like, we're going to have you start on 20 minutes a game. I, I, it's just, that's, it's a tough time of year if you haven't played. And these are pros. Like, he's a professional. If, if it's one of us, like, rec league basketball after a year, <laughs> I mean, that would be a tragedy to watch on, 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 on the court. But still, it's, it's a lot to throw in this point in the season. Definitely. I've, yeah. I guess we'll just kind of have to watch and see where they, where they end up. It's a, it's still a very, very tight race. Um, actually, as we speak, it's now Portland is 10, um, and the Utah Jazz are 11 because Portland won. Portland won tonight. So, yeah. you know, from 6 to to 10, there's, well, I guess 6 to 12, there's a two-and-a-half game difference. So, yeah. I yeah, There's a chance Dallas goes on, like, a four-game losing streak and finds himself out of the play-in. Like, that's unbelievable. That's that's how tight the West is right now. Um, we'll touch on it briefly. Obviously, the Memphis Grizzlies. If you could drop a bad week, you probably couldn't draw up the weekend that the Memphis Grizzlies have. No, they they lose prime time game against Denver, a chance to improve their chance of getting the one seed. Then that night, footage comes out: John Morant at a club, allegedly had a gun. If you've seen the video, he clearly had a gun. He, he had a gun. Um, and there's been plenty of people who have talked about, like, Moran, that's not what we're, but I think we should talk about is what does this mean for Memphis? Now that Morant will be away for an indefinite time, I mean, what are expectations? They played well against the Clippers for three quarters before falling apart. Sacramento and Phoenix are right on their tails. We, we could see Memphis drop to as low as maybe fourth or fifth, but I mean, what's the expectation if, if, you're a Grizzlies fan. Man, if you're a Grizzlies fan, just buckle up and <laughs> yes. just, you know, find something to hold because it's going to get wild here. I mean, even on top of the news of Ja Morant, who's going to be out for indefinitely is what they said, and that could literally mean anything. Um, but Brandon Clark tears his ACL. Yes. Or not ACL, Achilles. Yeah. He's out for the rest of the year. And then on top of it, I mean, on a smaller note, Dylan Brooks gets suspended one game for having 16 technicals for the <laughs> And year. every two technicals he gets from here on out is another suspension for a game. Jeez, man. So, yeah, all of that happened on one single day. One day. That <laughs> game in awesome. Denver. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, all in 24 hours, they, 
They lose Brandon Clark. They see Dylan Brooks get suspended. He gets a 16 tech. They lose to Denver. And it's like, if you're a Memphis fan, it's like, dang, that was a bad stretch. Getting the one seat's a little out of reach now. And then you wake up at 8 a.m. Eastern time. John Morant was probably asleep for about two hours at that point. And there's video surfacing of him in the club with the gun. Yeah, it's just bad. I think though, I think the the Grizzlies will kind of stay afloat because they've, you know, we've seen it last year where they played really well even without Jaw. You know, Tyus yeah. Jones is a fantastic backup point guard. Uh, he's going to be able to navigate the team, um, but there's just a lot of you know noise in the locker room that can kind of pull players' minds off of the game itself, yeah. and that's where we can see. Uh, them lose like like when they lost to the Clippers like you said they played great three game three quarters out of the four and then the fourth quarter totally came collapsed. and they just kind of collapsed so we could very well see that with the Grizzlies and you know as a Kings fan I just keep hoping we we keep winning because yeah. we need all the help we can get you know we're we're the new kid on the block when it comes to this playoffs thing so if we can get the second seed, that would, one, just be wild altogether. Um, and two, it's just, you know, having that home court advantage for the Kings is is huge because our it's fans... It's two playoff series right there. Yeah, our fans are going to be freaking nuts. You probably won't be able to hear yourself think in the Golden One Center because the cowbells will be ringing, people will be screaming... First, first playoff basketball in like seventeen years. That place is that place might go on fire. Yeah, and we're starting it. Who? Yeah, yeah. Is it is it Billy Joel who asked? Obviously, he said we didn't start the fire. Is that him? No, I have no clue. You haven't heard that song? I have. I don't we know. didn't start the fire. I don't it think was that was. I don't think I don't it was. Billy. I was said. I said Billy. That feels really wrong. Can you look that up while I yeah, make this yeah, point I got really you. quick? Yeah, um, I was just going to say, we're the ones who are starting the fire. We're starting the fire. You think of this. Denver 1 seed, Sacramento 2 seed. Whoa. This podcast, we would go from like... Oh, it is Billy Joel. Nice. We didn't start All the right. fire. We didn't start the fire. That's we'd good. play it, but we'd get copyright claimed, wouldn't we? Yeah, obviously, because well, we can sing it, you know. We can might sing. sound too much like them. So. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, point. True. Can't, yeah. can't run into that. Yeah. Us one... Or Nuggets one, Sacramento two. This house podcast becomes the greatest thing on earth. OKC okay, three. OKC okay, three for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so OKC would, okay, would literally have to like win out yeah, yeah. for them to be. We're there. Have to We're win doing out. okay. No. No, oh, absolutely. I see what you yeah. did there. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, yeah, we're g- let's go to you, Matt, and then we'll finish with the the Trevor Tracker. Yep, Trevor Tracker. So let's let's go to our LKC expert for those first time listening to the show. Um, we had Matt pick a team about. What a month and a half, two months ago I, now. Yep, I picked I picked a team with the um, you know, little little spinner randomizer. Yep. So I got well, the OKC, the faithful OKC, the OKC Thunder, and the hope is if you're listening, you want to be able to send Matt to OKC. So every show, we just talk about it, and I'm hoping that I get a call from someone who's like, "Hey, I've got a spot in OKC." Yeah. I know a place that you can book a $90 flight. Oh. Get him out here. We should just spam the mayor of OKC. <laughs> yeah. And be like. Send him a reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like, we need Matt to go to Oklahoma City. Invite him out. Give him the keys to the city. All that jazz. Wow. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Like, OKC, I love you. I've been there twice. 
And you loved it, right? Every single time. Every second. Driving through to go to Tulsa. Wish I was there instead of Tulsa. Yeah. Beautiful city. City. Um, they call the break Fenley, um, which is pretty awesome. Everyone there is really nice. Um, and they're also really consistent. As you can see in the standings, they are at 12th. They've been staying at 12th the last handful of weeks. So that's what I ask for is consistency. Am I right, guys? Yeah, All I love consistency. All we small ball podcast is consistency. consistency. <laughs> Trevor, are you listening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that, um, you know, big news happening in OKC. Huge news. Um one of their players today just went to their G League team and back within three hours. <laughs> they shipped him there as a, sorry, wrong name, and then brought him back. <laughs> um, and that Do you know who name, it was? Yeah, I cannot pronounce it. Um, okay. It is um, Alexej po- Pokusevsky. Oh, oh, Poku. Poku. Yeah, Poku. Yeah, just as call everyone knows. Yeah, po- calls him Poku. My boy Poku had a scare today. Woke up, going to G League. Go, went to lunch. Come back. Because <laughs> I think he story. was hurt for a little. He was. Yeah. He's been hurt since December uh, 28th. So they probably wanted to send him to G League to yeah, get I mean, some reps? Uh, yeah. He's just uh, getting some condi- extra conditioning in. Right. Yes. Um, so with that, the number that he wears on his jersey um, is number 17. Okay. Right? And sure. so, of course, this fact sheet, um, big OKC guy, yep. um, 17th on this sheet is... Ever get a ticket for an expired uh, parking meter? Yeah. Have you guys? I, I have not, no. No, I've had I, it once. I've, I've gotten it once. It's so ridiculous. You makes me even more mad is that that ticket, it came from the OKC, from the Big Friendly. It started off in OKC. I no. guess for some reason they need to make some extra cash wow. down downtown. So Oklahoma that- City was the first place to install these, leading to their widespread popularity. You're welcome. Wow. You know, a lot of the facts you gave us about OKC were pretty cool. This one stings. Yeah. Because now we, like, it's always good to have a source that we can all dislike. Yeah. Right. That's wow. so random. Like, I would not have pictured Oklahoma City to be the city that implements that. I would right. think, like, San Francisco, Portland, well, or, like, L.A., you know, those those cities that have a ton of, like, packed area and no parts. So the only reason I can think about it is, like, Oklahoma probably doesn't have a whole lot of taxes, so Fair. the government needs to make money somehow. Ah, uh, parking meters easy, right? Like OKC, come on. Like Sonic headquarters is there. There's a lot of people wow. going <laughs> going to OKC, right? Pop in place, you know. Do you think the Sonic head headquarter is like a giant like? Oh, it has to be. Sonic, has you to can be. like roll up and people are. In but instead of on the rollerblades, they're just in suits. Yeah, they're in suits. They're hoping to do business like, you. Sorry, guys, I got to leave this meeting. I got a little, uh, a little hot dog to go <laughs> deliver real quick. But yeah, I mean, like, OKC, it's what, number eight for business in the United yes. States? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's they sell the most cook- Girl Scout Ooh, cookies. Girl Scout cookies. Come on, we know these facts. I'm a big yeah. OKC guy. Huge. Huge. Yeah, that? so obviously they didn't generate revenue in no, the States. So. Not enough. Golly, well, that's a that's a mess. Yeah. Matt, thank you for sharing that fun fact. <laughs> that was Matt Facts. And if anyone is hoping to get facts with Matt in Oklahoma City, please contact us. Please. We want to ship them to OKC so bad. Um, and that leads us to our final segment. He's not here, of course. Um, Rest in peace. He hates Mondays, apparently. Yep. He hates Utah, and he loves Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Um, it's our Trevor Tracker. Um, if you're familiar with this, Trevor, a couple weeks ago when they fired uh, Nate McMillan, mm-hmm. 
He made the comment that he believes that the Atlanta Hawks will finish third in the Eastern Conference. And it's time to track and check where the Atlanta Hawks are in the East. They are um, they are eighth in the East, and they are currently five and five in their last ten. <laughs> yeah, you know they start off two and zero, two and zero, which was you know we're like, wait, Trevor might be on to something, and then they lost a the game. Yep, but then they won a game, and now they they lost. A game. They lost a the game to the Heat, and they're tied with the Heat again. It's just, and I he said that they were going to win nineteen. Uh, what, 22, 23? I yeah, think it was 19 of 23. And if they lose to the Heat tonight, they can only lose one more game to win 19 of 23. That would be a historic run. It would be. It, it would be historic. And it's a run I don't know will happen. Oh, and what's even worse is Trevor made this take. They win those two games. Clint Capella comes out with a statement, and he goes, our goal is to finish sixth in the Eastern Conference. So if the, if the Hawks just had higher aspirations, they could probably get it done. They probably would get it done. That's why Trev needs to get involved in that organization, considering he believes third, the players believe in six. There's an issue right there. Oh, yeah. That just shows right there that their, their mindset is like, we just want to make the playoffs. They don't want to win. No. No. Thank you, Matt. No, they don't. And it makes me sick. To my stomach. To Matt's stomach and to my head. So, yeah, I... Obviously, I want to give Trevor a chance to rebuttal next Monday. So, Trevor, if, if he shows up, if you show up next Monday, Trev, um, give your chance. We'll we'll create a new goal for your Hawks because um, I I think third might be out of the picture at this point. But yeah, maybe we uh, get a different goal for, for the Hawks. Yeah, it's like uh, on New Year's, you have that goal of going to the gym five yeah. times a week. Mm-hmm. Well, we've missed we've missed a couple weeks. Let's let's change that to maybe three times a week, and, and we'll Great. go from there. So that's good. Yeah, it's it's always good to end a show on an analogy. We love that. We love that. So for our great and wonderful producer Matt and Christian Dennis, I'm Scott Harris. We say so long for now, and we will see you next week. Please DM us your applications at Small Ball Podcast.